golf better at Edwin Watts Golf, episode 172. Hello, everyone. Tom Brussell, thanks so much for joining us. You hear that music in the background? It is college football time, and it's time for your college football update as we're just a couple of weeks in. Joining me, as always, is our college football expert and consultant here at Edwin Watts Golf, Kerry Cabase. Kerry, thanks so much. Hey, Tom. Thank you. I think we've. it seems like this year took the longest to get here, but it's on us. We're a couple weeks in, and we want to talk a little bit about what we think has happened so far and where this thing may go from here. Yes, you've had a lot of big games already, and uh, I think the atmosphere, the landscape out there uh, is already starting to shape up. And everyone wants to know who the Final Four are going to be, who's going to be in the Final Four. But as Coach Saban said a few years ago, you guys are missing a lot of good football if you worry about what's into the season because there's a lot of football to be played. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of really good teams out there, and uh, it's going to be something else to see how this all shakes out. Well, let's talk about who's on top. Florida State is on top right now. Had a little... Had a little work cut out for them when they opened it up. I'm not sure that they're going to be on top at the end of the season, but right now the the big game for them is a few weeks down the road when Notre Dame comes to town. Play Notre Dame. Uh, they have Clemson. Uh, they have, they're off this week, and they play Clemson, so that obviously a big game. But I think if you look at all the teams that are out there, the path to be one of the final fours, I think their path's the best. I actually do believe they actually could probably lose a game and still be there in the Final Four. I think they're going to win the ACC. I don't see anyone challenging them there. So if they were to slip up against perhaps maybe Notre Dame or even a Louisville team on a Thursday night uh, later in the season like that and still win the ACC title, I think they'll be one of the Final Four. Jumping up to number two just this past week is the Quack Attack from out in Oregon. The Ducks, they looked in full gear, and they had a tough one against uh, Michigan State, but uh, they weathered the storm. Second half, they just overran uh, Michigan State. You could just see that fast-paced offense wearing down Michigan State. Uh, I think Oregon is uh, obviously uh, going to be there. They're a contender, but they have a tough schedule. They Remember, they have to play UCLA. They have to play Southern Cal. They got Stanford left. You know, last year we were saying the same thing about them. They looked like they were in really good shape, but they got the Pac-12's got some really good teams. Arizona Arizona State are good teams. They got a tough road to get to be one of the Final Four. Well, after those top two, then you kind of got to dive into SEC territory because the rest of the top 10 and top 20 are littered with SEC teams. So we've got obviously have Oklahoma, some other teams that are in there, but let's go ahead and talk our thoughts on this first half of the show about the SEC. Let's go SEC East, and right now Georgia looks awfully good. They look awfully good. Before the season, it was everybody pretty well predicted Georgia and South Carolina. South Carolina, South Carolina looks at uh, the third week of the season that their season could be over if they lose to Georgia. They've already lost to Texas A&M. Texas A&M obviously is a team we'll talk about later, but really blasted them the first game of the season. So now they already have a conference loss. If they lose to Georgia this weekend, they're out of the race, and Georgia has a clear path to, to win the East. And South Carolina had a little tune-up after, after their opening loss, but Georgia had a week off to think about it, study about it, and uh, they're looking forward to having the old ball coach, the head ball coach in his team, uh, this weekend. It's going to be a great game. Again, I think the, you, you really have South Carolina like the, the cat against the wall here. I mean, they have to they have to win this game. This Their whole season literally rides here if they uh, were to lose this game. Uh, obviously, the I think the East is over with. They would have two losses plus a loss to, to Georgia. They're out of the race. So I think Steve throws everything he's got at him because he knows the season's on the line. How about the Georgia running attack, Todd Gurley and company? Um, unbelievable. I mean, uh uh, got a freshman, uh, a Chubb that's really, really good. I mean, they just keep running at you. They're, they're going to be a hard team to beat. 
you wouldn't want to talk about Georgia without talking about their rival down south in Gainesville, Florida. They meet every year in the, quote, neutral site, but they've got the new offensive coordinator, new look. First game uh, was good for the Gators because they didn't lose. They didn't win. They got lightning down, but uh, they opened up the uh, op- opened it all up last week. Yeah, I think it really hurt them not playing, even though it was a, a team like uh, Idaho. Still, you you like to, to play the games to get the guys, uh, you know, getting everything together. The, he's got a new offensive coordinator getting plays called in. All the things that, you know, almost like a dress rehearsals, if you will, and they, they kind of miss this. But let me tell you, they have a good team. They have good talent. Uh, they have a quarterback that we talked about last year we thought was real good but got to hurt Jeff Driscoll. I think that they uh, could be a team that could cause some problems over there. Their problem is brutal schedule at Alabama. Have to play FSU at the end of the season. Obviously Georgia, South Carolina, LSU on the west. I mean, the, the guy could go 7-5 and five and 6-6 six and six and still be a pretty darn good football team. Keeping it in the East, Kerry, what about Missouri? Missouri, you know, they've represented the East last year in the SEC championship game. Pinkle and company up there, Matty Mock, they're doing okay. Yeah, I mean, we kind of underestimated them last year, but they definitely have a good football team. They're they're a winning football team, and I think they'll be a factor. But I think it's a Georgia's uh, uh, division to lose. I mean, it's it's all, if they win this week, I I don't see how they don't win the the East. The question in the East is when Vanderbilt and Kentucky meet, who's going to win? Mark Stute's got some talent. Yeah, Mark Mark's done a good recruiting job. They're a lot better. They play Florida this week, and I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised to give Florida a pretty good game. Yeah, and then the, obviously uh, Vanderbilt really missing James Franklin. Absolutely, Tennessee. I think we should mention though a lot better. Butch Jones has done a great job. They're done a really good job recruiting. They play Oklahoma this week uh, on the road. Be a big measuring stick to see if Butch has got them back where they're competitive against really good teams. We're going to take a short break and hear from our friends at Callaway Golf, makers of the Speed Regime Golf Ball from Callaway Golf. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to the College Football Update here on Golf Better number 172. This week in college football brought to you by Callaway Golf, the maker of the Callaway Speed Regime Golf Ball. Kerry, what makes this golf ball so good? Tom, it's a very, very good golf ball. It's a premium golf ball. What I like about Speed Regime, though, it's designed for your swing speed. A lot of golf balls on the market, they're just one version of it. But as we all know, we all have you know different swing speeds. So Speed Regime is a quality, tour-proven golf ball that a senior player could use. And in the Speed Regime, uh, they have numbers. They number by your swing speed. So the number one version of the Speed Regime would be for someone with a slower swing speed, maybe a senior player or someone with a little bit slower speed. The Speed Regime 2 would be more guys like me and you that have more average swing speed, you know, still can, uh, you know, swing out pretty good and get some good distance with it. And then for the advanced player, someone with a lot of club head speed, they make a a 3 version. So what's good about it is you have a golf ball here that anybody can play with, and it's a golf ball that's played on tour. The Callaway Speed Regime Golf Ball, available at all worldwide golf shops, including Roger Dunn Golf Shops, Golf Mart, Vans Golf Shops, Uinta Golf, Edwin Watts Golf, and Golfer's Warehouse. Back on Golf Better, number 172, college football update. And once again, Kerry, SEC West, brutal. Absolutely brutal. You're an Alabama fan. I'm an Auburn grad, Auburn fan. And we have great football teams, I think, at uh, our schools. But unfortunately, A&M's got a great football team. LSU's got a great football team. Ole Miss is the best they've been in a long time. Mississippi State's a tough out anytime you play them. There are no easy games for SEC West teams. And you mentioned LSU. 
Oh, you know, LSU yeah. is obviously always has talent. I mean, they've lost probably more players to the NFL the last two, three years than anybody, but they keep just reloading. But they're, it's just a brutal division, and, you know, it's uh, its hard to believe that, that any of the teams could come out of that undefeated uh, with uh, having to play each other. Talk about the first team we saw this year. It was on a Thursday night, and they just lit up South Carolina, Texas A&M. Are they that good? They're good. I mean, I think uh, the, the system they have out there is a winning system. Uh, obviously, Kenny Hill proven that he's a, a really good quarterback. Uh, they've got great talent. They are a team that uh, I don't think anybody wants to play. The experts have Alabama on top. I don't know. You know, Saban says our offense is kind of a dinosaur compared to the rest of it. They they run they run fullbacks. They run tight ends. They don't sling it around. But Lane Kiffin has brought something to the table, a little more up-tempo in offense, a little more diversity. So you can't count Alabama out at the end of the season. I think they're in really good shape. First of all, I think their schedule would be a little bit easier than the rest of the teams in the West because they don't play – Georgia, they don't play South Carolina. They actually play Tennessee and they play Florida. So I think they have a little bit of an easier, you know, at least the the East teams they play are not the better teams over there right now. So I think that uh, they're they're a work in progress, and I think Saban loves that. I think all he wants is let's improve every week, and if that offense continue, continues to improve, they'll be hard to beat. They got great talent at wide receiver, at running back. They are loaded. LSU has probably the most heralded freshman running back to come in the league's Leonard Fournette since Herschel Walker. Herschel wasn't brought in that quickly. You think they threw uh, Fournette to the Wolves a little quick? Uh, I, I think it's a different world now. I think when you uh, bring kids in like that, they expect to play. And when you recruit them, you're probably telling them you're going to play. And more than likely, they're only going to be there three years anyhow. So why not uh, uh baptize him, let him get in there. He is a talent. Uh, but they have other good running backs there, too, and they have great talent. If their quarterback play is uh, with the, the Jennings and uh, Brandon Harris, if they if they can come along, they will be a very tough team to beat. With regard to quarterback play, Miles is a lot like Saban as he's got two. He hasn't decided which, and let's just go and see who's going to separate. I think they play both. I don't think there's anything wrong playing two quarterbacks. I think you do have a starter, but I, I used to always love to watch uh, Bear Bryant teams play back in the day. He would have his backup quarterback in the game in the middle of a tie ball game in the second quarter. And he always said, hey, this guy's one snap away from being my starter. I want the guy in the game under pressure playing. And I, I think it makes sense to do that. Let's talk about your team, the Auburn Tigers. They have two quarterbacks, too. The other one we found out a little bit about because of a mild suspension to Nick Marshall. But, boy, they, both of them can play. Well, you have uh, Nick Marshall, who is a uh, running quarterback, more or less, but he can throw the ball. He's got a big-time arm. His accuracy has been the problem, but he is—he runs that offense as best I've ever seen. And then Jeremy Johnson uh, is 6'5", 230-pound uh, sophomore, who's got a, as good an arm as I've seen of a college thrower in a long, long time. This guy can put the ball on the on the mark as good as anyone. So they're in great shape in, as far as quarterback goes. I think offensively they have as good an offense as there is in the country. Country, their problem will be what it was last year, trying to stop people. Defensively is where they have their issues. And, you know, when they're playing teams like Texas A&M and Alabama, Georgia, you know, their defense is going to have to step up and make some big plays. A couple weeks in, what are your thoughts on the Mississippi teams? Uh, I like both of them. I think Ole Miss, Hugh Freeze done an awesome job there. they got great talent. He's recruited good talent. He's got a veteran quarterback in Bo Wallace. I think that uh, on any given day they can beat anybody. Yeah, Arkansas still trying to find their niche, find where they fit. Had a monster score game last week. It really ran it up, video game-type numbers. But uh, when it gets an SEC whiff, not sure how that will shake out. 
I think their problem is probably depth. I went to the Auburn-Arkansas game, and they played Auburn uh, even the first half. It was a really good first half. But you could tell they got worn down in the second half. So I think it's uh, from a recruiting standpoint, Billman's just got to get the, that second layer of players that, uh, you know, when you get into the third, fourth quarter, you got some depth. I think that's where they are still trying to get to. Let's get out of the SEC and talk about the rest of the landscaping around college football. The Big Ten, oh my gosh, do they shoot themselves in the foot or do they shoot themselves up a little higher and that's it for them as far as the final four teams? I don't see how they get a team in the final four. You know, Wisconsin, I guess what I would consider their four best teams, Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and, and Michigan all got beat. Uh, a couple of them got beat pretty bad. So uh, the Big Ten's been on the, you know, I think uh, not the best uh, football coming out of there you've seen in the past. I think they have some issues there. I don't see how they have a team in the Final Four this year. Pac-12, Steve Sarkeesian and USC had a big win last week going down and playing, beating Stanford, going up and beating Stanford in Palo Alto. I think the Pac-12 may be the second-best conference. I mean, I, I think both Arizona teams are, are quality. UCLA, I think, has their best team. A lot of people are picking them to be one of the Final Four uh, teams. Obviously, uh, Southern Cal has got talent. Uh, you know, again, probably a little bit of a depth uh, problem for them right now, but they're top 22, probably as good as anybody. And then you throw in Oregon, you throw in Stanford. I mean, I think they got some really, really good teams there. I would be surprised if they didn't have at least uh, one team in the Final Four. Finally, one of your two teams that are the fly in the ointment that can uh, the upset alert, uh, Louisville, if they could go down and beat Florida State. They play them up, at, uh, oh, up in Louisville yeah. on Thursday night. But then we can't knock out. Oklahoma and Baylor are really good teams. You can't knock the Big 12. Uh, they have really good teams. If, if Baylor and Oklahoma – you know, run the table and then play each other. The winner of that game, they don't have a they don't have a conference championship game. I think you see one of those teams in. But I'm going to give you a fly in the ointment. I'm going to give you BYU. Mm. BYU uh, has a really solid ball club. They pounded Texas. I know Texas is not that good, but if you look at BYU's schedule, they're not in the conference anymore. They have a chance to run the table to be 12 and 0, and they could be that fly in the ointment if you have enough teams lose during the regular season where you have a lot of one and two lost teams and you're sitting there at 12 and 0, they would be in the picture. Bronco Mendenhall quietly puts together 10, 11 win seasons each year, but uh, like you said, if they can win out this year, they're not in the conference. You don't have a conference championship game to worry about. They could be a spoiler. Uh, one that might happen, uh, that could happen a week from Thursday. Kansas State. They could wreck the SEC as far as beating Auburn. They got them at in Manhattan, Kansas. On a Thursday night. And a little is, apple. Yeah, that is a uh, tough game right there. I mean, that is one of the hardest places to play in the Big 12, and everybody knows that. It's their whole season. They're they're actually uh, calling the biggest game ever to be played up there. So it'll be some ball game. Right. They could really uh, uh, change things for, for Auburn if they were to beat them. So that'll be a one game to really watch. Kerry, if you had to pick right now, who would your final four be as we wrap this up? Well, again, I'm going to have to look at, you know, looking at the schedule. I think that has a lot to do with it right now. The four teams right now that I think probably have the best chance to, to make it would be uh, Florida State, number one. I think they're, they have the best shot of anybody to be in there. I think Alabama could be one of the final fours. I think their schedule, if it all plays out for them, I think works for them. Uh, I think Oregon and then Oklahoma. I'm going to go with the TV darlings. That would be Florida State, as you mentioned, Alabama, but I have Alabama losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game, being their only loss, and the other one being uh, the Trojans of Southern Cal coming in, winning the Pac-12. Wow, that uh, Southern Cal winning the back Pac-12 would be big. That'd be awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, and thanks to Callaway Golf for putting this together. And, Kerry, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again as the season progresses. We'll look at it in a few weeks and see how, how wrong we are. That's college football today here on Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. 
www.thebigfoot.com. So long, everyone.